you can now support me financially with a small monthly donation. If you do, I pledge to use your money to buy yarn and coffee. Follow the link in my Instagram bio or in this episode's description to learn more. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Crocheting Through Medical History. I am Maria. I will... I'm your host today. I don't know why I was saying that. Of course, I'm your host. Um, Disclaimer, it is Wednesday morning. I usually record on Wednesday nights. And the house is bustling. We have laundry going. And there are people up and moving around upstairs. So maybe a little noisier than usual. But apparently no one else can hear that. And it's just me. So hopefully you will not be disturbed. Today, we will be talking about premenstrual dysphoric disorder, or PMDD. It is a depressive disorder in which its effects are seen periodically and in sync with one's menstrual cycle. (coughs) Got some phlegm in my throat. (coughs) Let me take a drink of tea. Hold on. Okay, so today I will be crocheting a pink frog. I was trying to figure out what to make since I'd already made a uterus with POI, and that was the obvious choice. Um, But this topic was actually suggested by my sister-in-law, Allie, and I was going to make her a pink frog anyway. So I thought it was appropriate for today. Um, I did make a pink frog, like, three days ago. If you follow my Instagram, you probably saw, but it wasn't what my vision was for her pink frog. So we're trying again. Um, Yeah, let's get into it. So around 400 BC, Hippocrates described a series of symptoms that some women showed before the menstruation period of their cycle, including suicidal thoughts and other severe mental symptoms. In the 1930s, Robert Frank coined the condition as premenstrual tension syndrome, and 20 years later, it was shortened to just premenstrual syndrome, or PMS. At this time, PMS was known to affect women both physically and mentally, but it was not until the 1970s or 80s the researchers began focusing on the mental aspect of the syndrome. Thanks to a study at this time, distinctions were made between normal premenstrual symptoms, PMS-related symptoms, and unrelated symptoms during the mid-follicular and late luteal stages of the cycle. With this study, the researchers were able to identify women that experienced symptoms of the mental and behavioral sort that led to significant impairment during their premenstrual period. In the late 80s, official diagnostic criteria were published for the condition under the name Late Luteal Phase Dysphoric Disorder, or LLPDD. While this condition was used in medical literature, clinicians rarely assigned the diagnosis, and many women that presented with premenstrual symptoms with, uh, what? Many 
women presenting with premenstrual symptoms involving dysphoric mood states were misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all. In the early 90s, late luteal phase dysphoric disorder was renamed premenstrual dysphoric disorder, or PMDD as it is still known as today. I'm hitting my microphone, so sorry. I lost my spot. Here we go. At the very end of 1999, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual Task Force presented their information regarding PMDD to the Food and Drug Administration Neuropharmacology Advisory Committee, and PMDD was officially classified as its own diagnostic entity. To diagnose PMDD, a candidate must exhibit with a marked degree of severity at least five of 11 symptoms for at least a year and prove that the symptoms are interfering with their social or interpersonal affairs during the late luteal phase of her cycle while being essentially asymptomatic after a few days of the start of her menses. Like I said, the diagnostic criteria or the diagnostic candidates must exhibit at least five of 11 symptoms and at least one of those must be of the first four, which are the dysphoric mood changes. So the symptoms uh, or criteria of PMDD are markedly depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness or self-depreciating thoughts, marked anxiety, tension, feelings of being keyed up or on edge, marked affective lability, persistent and marked anger, irritability, or increased interpersonal conflicts, decreased interest in usual activities, subjective sense of difficulty in concentrating, lethargy, easy fatigability or lack of energy, marked change in appetite, hypersomnia or insomnia, subjective sense of being overwhelmed or out of control, and other physical symptoms. To be diagnosed with PMDD, these symptoms must interfere with work, school, or relationships, and must not simply be an exacerbation of another disorder, such as major depressive disorder. And it, these must symptoms must be equally severe for at least two consecutive menstrual cycles. And while similar to PMDD, PMS or premenstrual syndrome is defined wholly by physical characteristics and requires only one diagnostic symptom. So I think the actual criteria of diagnosis are similar, but the standards for being diagnosed with PMS are much lower and not as mental, they're more physical. I um, was crocheting one round through that and I don't know if I did it right. So I'm gonna go count my rounds real fast uh, or count my stitches and I'll be back. Okay, I am back with the proper number of stitches for that round. Um, so now we can get back into it. So with the focus on psychosocial symptoms with PMDD, it can be hard to differentiate between this condition and separate depressive disorders. Factors that make PMDD distinct are 
cyclical mood changes noticeably linked to the menstrual cycle with predictable onset and offset of symptoms. Provocation of cyclical dysphoric mood changes when treated with hormone replacement therapy. Symptom stability um, across cycles throughout time. Lack of symptoms during pregnancy and postmenopause. Alleviation of symptoms with prevention or suppression of cycling gonadal hormones. Irritability is a chief complaint. Unique physical symptoms such as breast tenderness and bloating. Genetic and environmental factors distinct from depressive disorders. Response to serotonergic antidepressants but not other forms of antidepressants. Immediate improvement of symptoms upon treatment even with intermittent dosing, rapid symptom return upon ceasing treatment. Although PMDD symptoms can begin anytime from menarche to menopause, symptoms can worsen in severity and duration throughout time. It is important to note that while women with PMDD do not experience continuous symptoms during the symptomatic phases of their cycle, the effect on their life and ability to function is akin to that of those with major depressive disorder. PMDD affects roughly 3-5% to of those menstruating, and those with PMDD are also prone to other recurrent major mood disorders, especially postpartum, and these people should be mindful of any changes in severity or recurrence of their symptoms. Unfortunately, as with many mental disorders and other female-centric disorders, PMDD is a condition that not all medical professionals give weight. So to those with PMDD or any other disputable condition, I want to say that your symptoms are valid and your experience and your well-being are important. And doctors are merely humans and they are not all-knowing creatures. If your doctor is disregarding your symptoms or not taking your concerns seriously, it is your right as a patient and as a human to find a doctor that will treat you with respect and medically treat you in a way that you think is best for you. Because while doctors have extensive training in the medical field, no one knows your body and its needs better than yourself. So educate yourself and pay attention to your body and what it is doing and feeling and then advocate for the treatment that you need because you're the one that can make right choices for your body. Even if a doctor thinks something is best, that does not mean necessarily that it's best for you. So keep that in mind. Um, thank you to Dr. Jean Endicott for her article History, Evolution, and Diagnosis of Premenstrual Dysphoric Disorder. Unfortunately, uh, this article was the only helpful one on PMDD that I could easily find. Um, but it was very informative and very interesting. So it was still good, but it was the only one <laughs> that I could find. So that's kind of sucks. Um, thank you to everyone who replied to my Instagram story asking for a number between 1 and 27. Uh, you helped me choose next week's topic, which will be, drumroll, 
Metachromatic leukodystrophy. I honestly don't know really anything about this disorder. Um, but it was on my list and we are going to learn. So if you would also like to learn about it with me, uh, tune in next week and we will see you there. Um, let me see. Do I have any crochet things to talk about? I am working on getting my first original pattern tested. There's some testers over on Ribbler that are doing I'm sure a great job. I have not seen anyone's finished products yet, but I'm very excited. So look out for that in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be releasing that pattern as well as pictures of what it actually is because it's still a secret. Um, But I'm very excited about that. I think it will be really fun. And if you crochet you should look out for that pattern so you can make one for yourself. I also, let's see, have made a couple patterns. I made this little teddy bear with variegated blue and green yarn. Um, He's pretty cute. He's like a foot tall. Yeah, 12 inches tall. Uh, you could buy him if you want. Go follow me on Instagram at Maria Makes Makes, and you can see him. He is for sale. Um, oh, he's nice to hug. He's so soft. You should go look at him. He's cute too. Um, so there's that. This little guy. I made something else. I think I made that pink frog. I'm working on another one, a different pattern, um, but should be still be very cute. I'm also doing a couple of pattern tests for some folks. Um, that'll be fun. I will release pictures of those when I have made it them, and I should do that today because it's been a while since I started, so I should finish it. I think that's it. I don't have any big products in the works. I finished the hat I was making for my father-in-law. Good to be done with. I hear he's been wearing it a lot, so hopefully he's enjoying it and it's fulfilling its role as a hat. Yeah, I don't have any big products. projects. Maybe I'll have to think of one for next week. Um, follow me on Instagram, Maria Makes Makes. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you next week. Goodbye.